0: Welcome to the Somos Church podcast. We are so glad you're listening. This is Sergio
1: and Beatrice, and we're the pastors here at Somos Church. We hope you feel encouraged, challenged, and inspired today. We love you. Enjoy the message. Awesome! So excited to be joined today by Jos and Noemi. Um, You know, this month uh, we have been on an incredible series called This Is How We Do It, and we've been talking, yes, thank you, (laughs) Um, you can sing out of all of us, so, (laughs) didn't she, man, can we just give it up for Joss, like, I just want to honor you, I want to honor your faithfulness, I want to honor your heart to serve God. Because I know you're not here for any of us. (laughs) You are here because you know that is a call of God on your life and you're walking out your purpose. And we thank you so much for allowing us to be a part of your journey and watching all the beautiful things that God is doing and is going to continue to do. And I bless you and I'm super thankful for your friendship, for your consistency in my life. Um, I love you. Yes, you're welcome.
0: <laughs> it's just us Anyways,
1: uh, so we've been in this series, and um, today I asked Joss and Noemi to come and share with us, and I like in bold letters and the template was like, we're going to be honest and we're going to be vulnerable um, in this conversation, so we'll see, we'll see how we do, but um, But, you know, we have found that a lot of us have asked this question, you know, what is my purpose in life? What am I doing? Maybe you're in an incredible season of your life or maybe you're in a season where you're wondering what your next step is or... You're questioning, what am I going to do? And, um, and so we wanted to bring some answers to this question of what is my purpose? And the cool thing that I have seen a common theme from uh, the past weeks that we've been talking about uh, this topic is that we don't have to wait till later yeah. to live out our purpose. Yes. We don't have to wait till everything is good, till we've got it all together to walk our, our purpose. Yeah. I feel like a theme that God is speaking to every single one of us uh, through this message and through this series is that we have a purpose in Him and that we can walk it out and decide to live it out every single day. And can I just encourage you today? that you are living out your God-given purpose if you're a parent I mean come on like (laughs) feeding your child (laughs) making sure that they um, are in school or whatever season of life you're in maybe they're already out of the house but just being there for them that phone call you're fulfilling a purpose if you are a student can I just encourage you today that you showing up to school every day is fulfilling God's purpose in your life you may not like your teacher but you know what Mm. she's not going to be there forever Mm. so (laughs) encourage her love on her him um if you're an employee you're working every day that you show up you're fulfilling your purpose in that job there's people there that need you that need your smile that need those words of affirmation of your business owner you're stepping out in faith you're living it out and you are walking in your purpose so i believe that we don't have to wait till we get there to live it out today we can say god help me to love help me to forgive Help me to take the steps as we live out our purpose. And, um, you know, we're going to get right into this. And I'm going to ask you ladies a couple of questions. And we're just going to have a conversation. All right. Are you guys ready? (laughs) Yes. So first question, Joss, how did you find
0: your purpose in life? Super. Super intense, intense, right? (laughs) So I found my purpose through community during a transition in my life. So when I was a teenager, my dad felt from God that we had to transition to a different church. And we did, and I went to youth group, and I, these youth pastors, like, they were so welcoming, so loving. They got to know me, and it was around my birthday, and they were like, oh, like, we're going to go to a youth conference. I had never been to anything like that. They were like, we're going to go see Jesus culture. Uh, at Reading and I was like okay so I didn't know at the time that it was the Holy Spirit nudging me but I felt like I need to go like I need to go there so I told all my family I don't want nothing for my birthday just give me money so I can go to this conference because conferences are expensive uh, and they're like okay fine you know so I went and that's when I saw Kim Walker for the first time
1: who is Kim Walker? Kim Walker are is are a there.
0: worship leader at Bethel Church at the time. She was like the, one of the main singers for Jesus Culture. And, man, the way she was singing, the way she was worshiping God, the way the presence of God was moving. All I remember thinking was, I don't know what she's doing, but I want to do that. Wow. And I, I, you know, I went and I told my youth pastors, I want to sing. And I had sung before, you know, like I, I did. Did I sing well? <laughs> no. <laughs> thank God I had my sisters to humble me. But I did not sing well at all. And thank God these youth pastors, um, the the husband, he was a sound engineer. So he was like, all right, cool. You want to sing? He taught me the metronome. He taught me practical things. And he taught me spiritual things as well. His wife, they just saw gifts in me. I didn't see it yet in me. Um, I didn't see myself as a leader and little did I know there were of seeds in me. Then they took me to a women's conference. I had never been to a women's conference. And there I saw Christine Kane. And if you haven't heard her, go watch her. I was like, this woman is a powerhouse. My gosh. And, and it was women all over the place. Women that owned businesses. Women encouraging women. And, and I was like, I want to do that too. Like, I found links to my purpose through community. And I just, I I didn't know that this was like something that I had in me or that I wanted, and they challenged me to grow. They invested in me. and I think honestly I want, as you know I'm pondering, I, I wonder, what would have happened if they would have not invested in me? I was very young. I was a teenager. you know, And I, I found my purpose, but I feel like through community, it was molded. And I think, what if they would have said she's just a kid? Like, let's not give her the time of day. Let's not invest in her. Like, they took me out to eat, talk to me, and I don't think I would be where I am today without them. And that's why I am such a huge advocate that we need to invest in the next generation because if someone would have not invested in me, I wouldn't be here. And and the verse that comes to mind that is an anthem of my life is Timothy 4.12. And don't let anyone put you down because of your age. Teach believers with your life by word, by demeanor, by love, by faith, by integrity. I was the next generation for these pastors. I was younger than them. And I believe they, they made a decision. They could either invest in me or they could have left me dormant. But they chose to invest. And, I, and I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for that.
1: That's so good. And it's so crazy, right, how... That impacted your life so much that now with students, like we can see that passion. (laughs) And it's like, it's so crazy, right? It's like something that you went through, someone gave you an opportunity, and now you're living your life, giving that opportunity to the next generation. So I don't know, that's just encouraging to know that no matter what season of life we are in, we can find how later... God is going to use that to bring forth our purpose in and, and our lives. And so, yeah. What about you,
2: Naomi? Wow. Well, my approach is, like, totally different. Um, I have to say, when Beatriz asked me, you know, if I wanted to have this opportunity, I was super excited, but I didn't know what the topic was. And then when I read the, the notes, I was like, oh, purpose so I freaked out. Um, That's always been very hindering to me, just to, it's always been a frustration, like, what's my calling, you know, when you're younger? What am I supposed to do? What am I passionate about? What am I good at? And I always had, like, careers that I wanted to follow, but they were, like, they didn't have, like, a substance to why I wanted to do It's like, oh, I want to be a lawyer, and oh, I want to be a doctor, but nothing, like, oh, this is what I'm passionate about, so I want to pursue it. And I see it in a lot of people, and I kind of envy it. Just, you know, you saw something, you're like, I want to do that, and I'm like, oh, that's not what I'm about. And there was things that I was good at. There was talents that I had, but I didn't like doing what I was good at. So it's like... You were complicated. Yes, I'm very complicated. My husband's like, yeah, she is. Um, So when I figure out, okay, I have to figure out what... My purpose is I have a week. Let's get down to it. Um, So, the first thing I went to, I'm like, "Thank you for sharing." uh, I'm like, "Why? What was the purpose of God creating us? You know, why don't we start there? Like, why am I here, God? Right?" Uh, So it turns out that God created us for His glory. Pretty simple. So ultimately, the ultimate purpose of man is to simply glorify God. And how do we glorify God? By living a holy life. Uh, we need to live a life where when people see us, they could see Jesus. They could feel Jesus. You know, I'm watching this series uh, that follows the life of Jesus. And there's this scene where he what hugs it the chosen. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, I see, there's this scene where he hugs this man, this, this priest. Like he knows the word. He's not just anybody. And he starts crying because he realizes God is hugging me. And I started crying because I'm like, imagine Jesus hugging you, right? Well, how would that be? But I got a realization that we could have that, we could show that love. We could be that vessel that, you know, we're hugging someone and it's Jesus hugging you through us. So, you know, our job is just to to, to love like Jesus, to serve like Jesus, to encourage like Jesus. And um, it's not... Um, It's not about the job that we have or anything like that. Our purpose is not specific to a profession or a season in our lives. Um, And I want to talk a little bit about the story of David. It's in 1 Samuel 17. I'm not going to go into full detail. But so basically David's a shepherd and he's a good shepherd. He takes his job seriously. He's the youngest of eight. And his three brothers are in battle, you know, with Goliath and, you know, getting attacked and whatnot. And his dad's like, go, go take him some food. Here, go take some food, and so David goes, and he's like, imagine, like, a 15-year-old, like, in the middle of battle, right, just with some burritos, and um, he's there, and he starts asking questions. He's like, what's going on here? Who's this man? Who's, why is he disrespecting God, right? And everybody's kind of brushing him off, and he, he goes to Saul, the king, and he's like, you know what? I'm going to take him down, and Saul's like, I mean, I'm sure he laughed inside. He's like, no, you're not. You know, you're a kid, and he's like, no, I'm a shepherd. And when the, a lion comes or when a bear comes and tries to take one of my sheep, I wrestle with them. And I, I obviously I won. So I'm going to go take them down. He's disrespecting God. He had such love for God that he could not tolerate that. So he went, did his thing, you know, the little rock, the little slingshot, and he destroyed um, Goliath. And it says... Um, Um, On verse 37, it says, the Lord who delivered me from a lion and a bear will also deliver me from the hand of the Philistine. If you read it too fast, you miss it. David knew his identity in God. He knew his uh, purpose. He knew who he served. And um, it didn't matter where where his position in life was at that time. He was a shepherd. But he was faithful as a shepherd. And then he became a warrior. He went and destroyed Lands and he was faithful in that time in that season, and then he became king and he was still faithful to God in that purpose. So it doesn't matter where we're at um, because the purpose never changed, it's just the task. So, our purpose is you know, always go for God and He'll show us what we're supposed to be doing. So, this took a huge weight off my shoulder in understanding that in seeking and serving God. I'm living my purpose. Yeah. And in my obedience, mm. God's going to take me where he needs me to be. Mm.
1: That's the S- mic okay, Mike drop. We're yeah. done. <laughs> I think,
2: <laughs> wow. I think, that was, I think I skipped around, but that was pretty much that it. That is <laughs> so good.
1: I don't know about you guys, but I just feel this, like, sense of relief because we're constantly in life no matter where we're at like wondering is there more like I want to do more like I'm not doing enough I'm not good enough and it's not this job it's that job and it's not that job and 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 we get it so twisted where we do the opposite we look for purpose in all of these different places and things and changes and and we forget that it's found in going to God And saying, God, I'm going to surrender to you. I'm going to love. I'm going to forgive. I'm going to give a a hug to somebody. And that is us living out our purpose every single day. and I hope that you also feel that weight just coming down where like, hey, yeah. today, wherever I'm at, whatever job I'm doing, whether I'm at school, yes. at home with my babies or at work, whatever it yeah. is, I am living out God's purpose by doing what he's called me to do.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, wow, so insightful. Um, so next question. What are some hard moments in life that have led you to your purpose or to question your
0: purpose? I just gotta be honest. I read that and I laughed because God knows I've had moments. <laughs> I love that it was plural. Like, I've not had one hard moment, I've had multiple hard moments. But uh, <laughs> thank you, I'm not alone. But um, one moment specifically that came to mind when I read this was when I moved to El Paso. Um, I was going to marry my husband and I knew from the get-go that the army was going to send us either to a different state or a different country and I'm the I'm first generation American so my entire family is rooted in Los Angeles and my family was having a very difficult time that I was the first to leave so I was having a difficult time that they were having a difficult time and I remember that I was just like praying to God and seeking God and God took me to Genesis 12 when he tells Abraham leave your country your family your father's home for a land I will show you and I was like and you know I I don't know if it's an Hispanic thing but I am very very like with my family, you know, if something's wrong with one sister, I'm like (gasps) hurting for her, my dad, my sister. So so knowing that they were having a difficult time was so difficult for me. And God knows us so well that he took me there because he knew that I specifically needed to read those words. And I just felt God tell me that he was going to take care of me and and use me because I, I was living out my purpose in Los Angeles and to not be afraid to go. So I kept that so close to my heart. I don't know if anyone else relates when you feel like God's giving you something specific and you hold on really close so I did and we moved to El Paso and I'm so excited like yes and it was so hard to find a church it was so hard to find community I went from having a team a church friends to as an adult doing it all over again and that's very difficult and I just remember like praying to God, like, God, but you told me, you told me that I was going to be fine. You spoke to me, like, what's going on? And I, I remember thinking of Luke 11, and so I tell you, keep on asking, and you will receive what you ask for. And let me tell you, I was asking. <laughs> I was like, God, I will go to church every Sunday. I will, and we are. But I know my purpose is not just to sit down on a Sunday service. And you know, for me, it, it's not about having a mic. It's not about singing. I believe my purpose is to make room for God to do what he, only he can do. And I wasn't doing it. So I felt so just not living out my purpose, so empty. And I was so just praying and praying and upset. And you know, if you ask my husband the way that he describes me, I think one time we had dinner with you and he was like, Joss was depressed. And I was like, I was not depressed. So he's like, You were depressed. And, and I, when he describes me, I don't identify me. Like, I, I'm like, that wasn't me. Because inside, I was like, I was praying, I'm going to church on Sundays, I'm fine. But he was like, no, like, you weren't good. And, you know, fast forward, um, I, what I love about El Paso here is all the mom and pop places. Like, that's like, ugh, my bread and butter, just going any coffee shop, restaurants. Like, if you know a place, tell me. I will go so I would always go to Yelp hashtags and there was this hashtag I kept looking at and this coffee shop showed up again and I was like oh cool I haven't gone there I go and I see that there's a church aligned to it or right right inside of it and I was like what the heck so I told my husband look it showed up again like we should we should go to this church he's like No, it's 30 minutes away at the time we lived on base he's like that's far (laughs) That's, you know, that's the same distance we drive now. <laughs> but he's like, that's far. That's a lot of gas. Like, we're on a budget. And I was like, you know what? now like, I just feel like it's a sign. Like, we have to go. Fast forward, we meet Sergeant Beatrice. Let me just tell you, we thought they were just regular volunteers. I was like, oh, my God, they're so welcoming. They're so nice. Like, you know, like, then VH is like, I think the second Sunday or third Sunday was like, we should go to dinner. And I was like, oh, my God, yes. I was so desperate for community. I was like, yes, let's go. (laughs) We go. Little Sophia was in a high chair, you know, chilling. And um, and then I think the next week, then she told us, like, oh, my God, like, join youth, whatever. And I was like, I'm not doing youth. (laughs) I was like, what?
1: We just naturally thought they had been working with youth or had something with youth because they were so loud, you know? So we're like, of course, of course they do something with youth. And to our surprise, they had never like,
0: I don't know, hung out with students. My husband is like, whatever you need, I'm there. Like he's been kids, welcoming, like parking lot like he's just like wherever you need him there I've always been in a worship team like always like so when they asked us I was desperate for community you know I was in a hard time and I was like and then I go home my husband's like we have to try it I'm like what are we gonna do with youth what am I gonna talk to him about I'm like that's so weird and you know like I was so I was so like worried you know but and I and you know before that and I think this is a very important part I almost forgot is I tried so hard to serve at the church that we had found and it just it wasn't working out and I just didn't realize that God was keeping me hidden and I just didn't know why and I was so frustrated and then when I met them like I haven't stopped since I met Surgeon Beatrice in the best way (laughs) like you know like my hands are so full and I love it and God reminds me of like that time where I kept praying And I kept saying, God choose me, God I'm here, God send me, God I want to serve you, I want to do this, I want to live out my purpose. And I feel like sometimes we forget those prayers when our hands are full, because then when our hands are full, we're like, oh my God, what am I going to do with this? So so that was a very hard moment, but it led to the best thing for me, because I'm so glad now for that hard season, because in that season, I have never known my alone time with God the way I've known there. I've never worshiped. God by myself like it was just me and him and, and that hard moment just taught me um, how God everything is in God's time so that's good thanks for
2: sharing
1: <laughs> what about you Noemi some hard moments that have led you to your purpose or to question your purpose
2: uh, well again I just learned my purpose a week ago <laughs> 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 but <laughs> But, I mean, thinking about, like, when you think your purpose is your job or your career or all that, all that good stuff, it's been a while since that kind of started bubbling, like, am I doing the right thing? Uh, so, the, the struggle I was going through was at my job. Um, I live in a—I I work in a very hustle-oriented job. Like, if you're not working every single hour of the day, you're a loser. Like, oh my God. You, do you even want to be successful? You're working at—you're not working at midnight. You're going to your kid's event, but you should be, you know, networking. So— um, I was trying to go after that, that kind of lifestyle, but like in my own terms, right? Cause I have kids, I have a husband, I can't just work 24 hours a day. So I started praying, like I would pray, God, give me opportunities, bring people to me, bring the right clients, bring the right agents, bring the right, you know, everything, you know, just praying for increase, praying for, for all that stuff that it's, there's nothing wrong with praying that, but nothing was happening, like. God was meeting my needs. I mean, I got to give God that. Like, my needs were met. Like, I was, you know, making my quota, doing everything every month. But I just felt like I was average. So I came to this crossroad where I'm like, am I being mediocre by not trying to be, like, the top of the top? Or am I being um, ungrateful for not being content with what I have? Like, what do you do? Like, and we, as Christians, we come to that uh, crossroad often. We're like there's more for me, but then is is there, you know, kind of like those questions, and I, you know, I would have breakdowns. So I'm like, God, like, what do you, what do you want me to do? Like, am I doing it the right way? Am I doing the right thing? And then, you know, in the moment of desperation, I just surrendered to God. Like, I had that prayer. I said, you know what, God? I'm done. Do what you gotta do. Like, I'm here. I'm gonna keep showing up. I'm gonna keep doing what I'm supposed to, what I know how to do, but you Do what you need to do with me. Um, And those following months, I started serving like I had never served before. Um, I started being more intentional about giving my time to people, about reaching out to people, about, you know, more time praying, like um, just being alone with God and having those intimate moments with God, like building my intimacy with God. And um, I had a huge revelation, again, that my purpose was in him and that the vessel used to get to him did not matter. So if I was the top of the top at my job or just an average agent, it didn't matter. And um, I went to 1 Peter 5, 6, and 7, and it says that, and God will exalt you in due time mm. if you humble yourselves under his mighty hand by casting all your cares to him because he cares for you. So, so humble yourselves and admit that you don't need to know uh, how figure out uh you don't have to have the how figure out as long as you know the why. Yeah. So that's my... Can you repeat that,
1: the the verse?
2: Yes, it's, and God will exalt you in due time if you humble yourselves under his mighty hand by casting all your cares to him because he cares. And it's First Peter 5, 6, and 7.
1: Just letting that sink in. Yeah. so so amazing and um, I think again just circling back to those hard moments or hard times in our lives where we do hit a crossroads and we're like okay this lifestyle I'm trying to keep up or trying to show up I'm doing things in my own strength and realizing that we don't have to do life that way yeah that we don't have to do it in our own strength and figure it out and us be the ones that are constantly producing obviously we're hard workers and we do our part we're not lazy but at some point we have to take a step back and say God I've done my part I need you to do your part, and he does, and that's the beauty about it, and that's why we're all here today, because if it wasn't for God coming through in those moments in our lives, then we wouldn't be here, but that's so good. Thank you guys for sharing that. Um, Another question is, is my purpose a specific role in church, or is it in my job, my daily life, and my responsibilities?
0: I wouldn't say it's a specific role in church, but it can be found in church, and I think your job is definitely part of your purpose. I think if you're a teacher, on top of educating, you're encouraging them. You're guiding the next generation. And when I was uh, reading this question, it came to my mind um, how my husband goes to like the VA building and if you don't, if you haven't been to that building, like there's always, you know, veterans walking in and out. There's security, there's welcomers, nurses. And I was thinking about that. I was like, man, like you know, their, their job is to be there. But how powerful would it be if they added to their purpose to pray for every veteran that walks in there? You know, if you don't know, there's a, a statistic that states that every day, 22 veterans commit suicide. And I'm like, how powerful would it be if they just, they prayed? Not, not because we believe prayer kills time, right? But because we believe prayer is powerful. And because we believe that we're the light of the world like Matthew 5.14 says. You know, I love that it says like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. So I believe that our jobs are part of our purpose too. And I love that you mentioned um, parenting because I think moms think too little of their purpose of raising their kids. And dads think too little of their purpose of raising their kids. Like, our children are watching us. You know, I was thinking about Anya and Sophia. Anya is Noemi's daughter. Sophia is Beatrice's daughter. And, you know, one Sunday morning, I shared with Noemi that we're doing run-through. And Anya was up there, and she was just like, I was singing, doing run-through, you know. And then I look up. And she's singing along and she's like raising her hands. And I'm in awe because I'm like, her mom has taught her worship, you know? And then whenever I say bye to her, I'm like, bye Anya. And she goes, bye Joss, have a lovely day. I hope that I see you next Sunday. I'm like, what child talks like this? She has heard her mother welcome people. She has heard her mother when she is there inviting people to church. Sophia, you know, Sophia since she was little, man. She loves to serve. But what I love about her is that, you know, some mornings she comes early with Sergio. And she'll say, hi, Joss. I'm like, hi, friend. And she'll help me, like, get out mics or go get the boxes. But she has watched her parents do this like it's not a little thing moms that you're raising your kids and dads it's not a little thing that you're raising your kids it, like they are watching us and we are showing them and instilling in them like God as their foundation and you know I I, I love that you mentioned that because I know that sometimes as moms we think oh, all I do is a mom or as dads oh like you know I don't do enough but you each have a role and it's just so, so important. And so I do think that whether it's your role at a church, a job, your daily life, it it all aligns to your, your purpose. And, um, You know, I know that for me, like, I sing on Sunday, but that's not all I do, you know? It's part of my purpose. I also, like, love connecting with you. I'm so passionate about it. It's part of my purpose. I'm a mom now. It's part of my purpose. Um, So I just want to encourage everyone with that and just really not seeing your job as just where you get your money from. Like, you are called to be the light of the world. Like, how can you be the, the light of the world? We have a teacher here that she posted in our women's chat that just, like, it was so amazing she has a prayer box in her room so if students want to leave a note for her to pray they leave it and they have how powerful is that the kids know that their teacher doesn't just care about educating them and giving them a grade but she cares about what's going on in their minds and their homes and their hearts and she's willing to pray for them so I would challenge you this week to think like how can I be the light of the world so yeah that's
2: awesome you are really good with the youth. <laughs> um, I don't know if I'm meant to have a specific role in the church or not. Um, I feel in my heart like that is maybe in the future, but I believe that right now God has me. Wait,
1: because you do so much. You are. Naomi does a lot. Amazing, yes. Yes. and it's not later. It's now that God has already gifted you with influence. And a lot of us are here because of your encouragement and your constant love and support. And we love you and we
0: honor you. She's a mom. She's a connect group leader. She's a welcomer, a greeter. What do you
2: mean?
1: So anyways, just had to stop there. That wasn't on the notes. (laughs) (laughs) We love you and
2: we're thankful for you. Uh, Thank you. I mean, you know, I mean like a job for the, that's what I thought about the question. But um, I think, you know, where I was going with that is that, you know, God has given us being a mother, being a wife, being an employee. And um, I feel like that's the hard part. Like if you have a job at the church, like it's just like, oh, you know, you're in, in church heaven, right? And so but what about doing it like in the job when you're in the groceries and there's 30 people in front of you and that person in the very front, you know, is taking forever, you know, like having that compassion on people. And um, I just think that I have to show God that I'm all in in all areas before he could, you know, bring more to me. And um, I, I was looking this up and I read Second Corinthians 5.20 says, Now then we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled with God. And this was Paul, uh, what he was saying is that it's our mission in life to take the message of reconciliation with God through faith in Christ to as many people as possible no matter where you stand in life. That is our ultimate and true purpose. So if you're a teacher, you don't have to say, oh, Second Corinthians. No, like how are you treating these people? How are you treating your employees? How are you treating your, your customers? How are you treating that annoying person if you're a waiter and that, you know, person? How are you treating them? Are you just going to go to their level or are you going to rise above that? And so I think... It's just very important. Like we think, oh, I need a, ch- uh, I need to be a pastor. I need to be a, you know, something in the church. And no, like we are the church, and yeah. we have to show it every single where we go. Yeah. And if we're privileged to then one day be able to have a full-time job in ministry, that's a plus. But that's not what we should be trying to attain. Yeah. So that's so good. That's awesome.
1: Just my <laughs> No, that's amazing. Um, I think we touched on a lot of various points that are really good. But if we're honest, it's hard. It's yeah. hard to love sometimes, especially you show up at your job and there's that one person. It's hard to forgive when you've been wronged. And yep. when you see that continuing to happen in your life, it's, it's hard to sacrifice for the good of others. Yeah. It's hard to surrender right it's hard to live in moments and say God not my will but yours be done and I think as we're walking out our purpose every single day we're having to make a decision that God we're gonna honor you we're gonna put you first I'm gonna seek you I'm gonna trust that you are doing something even though I cannot see it and I want to close up with this verse um in Matthew and it's a beautiful example of Jesus and I love it that it's so plain for us to see but here's Jesus about to be crucified and he knows what's coming he's about to fulfill his purpose on this earth which is to die on the cross so that you and I could have relationship with God and he comes in this moment in Matthew 26 38 And he says to his disciples, he says, I am overwhelmed. My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. And then in Matthew 26, 39, it says, and after going a little farther, he falls face down and prayed saying, my father, if it is possible Let this cup pass from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. And I love this example of Jesus looking at his purpose and acknowledging how hard it was going to be. Acknowledging that he needed God, that he needed community. Jesus himself could have said, I don't need anybody, I know what's coming But he said no. He stopped and said, hey, hey, disciples, hey, friends, hey, community, I'm overwhelmed. I need you. This is too much for me. I need you to pray over me. And I just want to encourage you with that, right? We're in this topic of community and doing life. So many of us are trying to do something that not even Jesus did. Jesus was like, oh, I know what's coming. I need you guys to watch over me and pray over me. And we think that we can do this thing alone, but the reality is that we can't. The reality is that we need community and not just any community, the right type of people that are going to watch, that are going to pray. And um, and so I just want to encourage us with that. And, and then he says, God, you know what's in front of me. This is so hard. But I'll still do it because it's your will. And I just want to encourage all of us today, whatever it is that you're going home to today, tomorrow, your job, your school, your business, whatever thing you're trying to do. Can I just encourage you to invite God in and to know that in those things, God is with you. And he loves you and you don't have to do it alone. Amen. Amen. And we pray. Father, we thank you so much for this beautiful reminder that you are with us, that we can walk our purpose out every single day of our lives, God. We thank you, Lord, for this new awakening in us, God, that shows us a beautiful example, God, of of kindness and love, and, and that's what you show us every single day, and I pray That today, Lord, that you would give us a new insight, a new revelation that we don't have to wait till then, till later, to fulfill your purpose in our lives, God. Lord, we ask you for help, God. We ask you for help because it's not easy, Lord. It's challenging at times. And so I pray if there's anyone here discouraged, God. there's anyone here, Lord, that needs the strength to keep going. That needs the courage and the determination, God. I pray that they would know that in you, God, they can find everything that they need. And I pray that they will know that they are in a community of people that's imperfect, God. But that our heart is to do life with one another, God. To carry each each other's burdens, God. To give that smile when needed. To give that word of affirmation and encouragement when needed, God. And I pray that we will no longer keep doing things in our own, God, but that we would trust in you and in your plan for our lives. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Awesome. Can we give it up for these amazing ladies and their amazing wisdom and insight? church family we'll see you next sunday Um, before you leave say hi if you need prayer come talk to us and uh, we have coffee merch happening so hang out before you head out Uh, have an incredible week we love you
0: all if you enjoyed today's message please subscribe like and share it helps more than you know also if you like to be a part of the somos church giving family you can do so today by going to somoschurch.cc slash give. Thanks so much for joining us. We're praying for you and we hope you have an amazing day.